This is 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 the local music revolution. The local music revolution. The local music revolution. Local music revolution. Hello and welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre. How are you doing this week? On today's episode, we have a band out of the Central Valley music scene where I am located, just a town away from me. They are located in Visalia, California. They are Saturn Descends. I've seen Saturn Descends a few times, actually. And I know their bassist because I recorded his previous band here in my studio. Um, But they're a really, really good rock band out of Visalia. And I think the biggest compliment I could ever give them is they sound solid. They sound well-practiced, well-versed in their music and what they are doing. And that is one of the greatest things you can do as a band. So, congratulations, you guys. Before we get to the interview, want to talk about my sponsors, Stringjoy.com. As you know, as I talk about, as I proclaim from the mountaintops, Stringjoy is awesome. Stringjoy.com will make custom sets of strings for you, the player. All you have to do is contact them, tell them what you are hearing in your head, what you want to hear, and they will help you find the best strings to bring out the best of your performance. And better even still is that because you are listening to the local music revolution, all you have to do is get that stuff in your cart on the website. And when you're at checkout, enter the promo code local, that's L-O-C-A-L, and you will get a discount for listening to the local music revolution after you've made that purchase and use that promo code give a shout out to the local music revolution on any social media you see fit the local music revolution is on facebook facebook.com slash the local music revolution on twitter at tlmr podcast on instagram at the local music revolution on tumblr at tumblr.com slash the local music revolution and of course the main one of them all wordpress the local music revolution dot wordpress.com that is where all of the information comes out before anywhere else if you are wondering where you can find more episodes of the local music revolution that's also easy you can go to itunes stitcher or YouTube and look up the local music revolution there you will be able to input the local music revolution into those search engines we will pop up and you can listen comment rate add and subscribe the local music revolution not much more here other than April 9th is fast approaching it's local music revolution one year anniversary show it's going to be amazing you guys are more than welcome on coming by and checking out the show. There will be podcast alumni just tearing up the house that night. So you've got to come by, check out 
Cool Homer Jack, Sexual Steve-O and the Neighborhood Scum, Days Under Authority, Militant Civilian, and our headliner, Donning of a Massacre. All that, and you still get to make fun of Bearded Necro and Darth Greg failing so hard at their video game. I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a good idea to take a poll, maybe even bets on how quickly we can piss off the Bearded Necro. Just saying, it might be fun. Now, without any further ado, this is Saturn Descends telling you just how awesome they really are. Alright, we're live. I'm here with Saturn Descends. How are you doing, guys? Pretty good, man. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for asking. So, there's three of you currently on the phone with me. So, can you guys go through who you guys are and what you do in the band? Uh, my name's Ryan. I'm the vocalist and rhythm guitarist. My name's Eli, and I play the bass. I'm Steven, lead guitar. And uh, Alex walking in the door right now, so Alex. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Alex. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm Alex, the drummer. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, you've been working around the Visalia, Fresno area for a while. So, how did you guys get together and uh, who started the band? Well, uh, I'm Ryan. Me and Steven uh, actually. They've been playing together for about 11 or 12 years, and uh, we were in a, a prior band together. And then uh, I had had an injury in my hand, and I had to stop playing guitar for a while. And when it healed, and I, and I felt like getting back into music, uh, Stephen had been jamming with Alec, teaching him some of our older songs and working on some new stuff. So I kind of joined up with them, and then we took it from there. It was just us three originally, uh, you know. All right, and you guys, uh, you guys had an original basis, but Eli uh, came in after that. So, how did that uh, audition process work for Eli? Well, it was it was kind of they just <laughs> gave me some songs to to listen to. Uh, I took them and I I listened to them. That's it. <laughs> I came in and just felt the music. You know, I watched them play their guitars so I could figure out the bass parts while I was playing, and it was just just like a jam session uh you know afterwards they said they liked it and that i'd come to another practice and here we are today <laughs> it's been how long a year it's been a little like a year a year and a couple weeks yeah well let's if we back up a little bit there was a lot of people wanting to jump on board with us actually and uh alec was telling us hey man this this guy's been coming to our shows his name's eli and he's a really good bass player and uh, before we even got around to trying anybody else out, Eli came over and jammed with us, and he just fell in love with him right there. <laughs> he looked nice. Really good. Yeah, he is a lovable guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like the mascot, man. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the, what is what He's literally the star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the coolest bro in the world. I'm the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um so after eli came into the band um did you guys start playing shows immediately or did you guys start writing we actually played a show three weeks 
after we officially announced yeah. him as joining the band, and that was Rock the Boat down in Long Beach. Yeah, and it was at, at that point it was one of the, it was the best show we had played so far. Most people, yeah. um, wow. we kind of just threw him to the wolves and it worked out. Right? <laughs> you know, it, 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 it just like the, my first show was like the first week after coming. Yeah, president. actually, you know, we did a little house party right before yeah. that too. Oh yeah. Wow. Just a little private house party in, with Eli, and it was great. And then we went down to Long Beach, and uh, after that show, we knew he was he was definitely permanent. He was the one. Yeah, he was the chosen one. <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, so so you guys started jumping into shows. Um, how did the show change between... Uh, your past bassist and Eli's entrance into the band. <laughs> um, basically, just uh, you know, stage presence and the, the the natural ability to play bass. You just had it. He just picked up fast, and he uh, you know did a lot of, of certain moves on stage that that just elevated the whole stage show for the whole band. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it was like it, he just fit. Awesome, awesome. Well, that and is... he brings a lot. That's another. He brings a lot of energy to live shows. He really like he, that was kind of the evolution of our band. Really, I would say from and, yeah, that, that was a turning on. That was a turning. Um. So, uh, when did you guys start writing with Eli back, or when Eli came into the band, when did you guys start writing? It wasn't a while. <laughs> we, wrote, we wrote Ghost until pretty soon after, probably, no, it was right after that. Was it? No, it, yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah, we wrote Ghost, a couple months. like probably two to three months. We were in the studio recording <laughs> our album, but we had started tinkering around with this song, um, and it, it evolved into Ghost, and that was the first... Uh, time actually writing yeah something that was with the first Eli. time i ever I, I just kind of took what they're playing you know and just threw the bass parts together you know i just just kind of felt it so honestly that's that's my writing process is i i feel <laughs> the music and just put it together <laughs> all right so um how does band writing work for you guys <clears throat> Um, is it um, a collaborative effort, or does somebody come in with a riff and you kind of build off of that, or how does that work? It's a collaboration. Uh, you know, usually I'll come up with riffs on my acoustic, actually. Just, you know, little riffs here and there, and I'm pretty picky about what I choose to show them, you know what I mean? They know, but <laughs> I'll usually throw it at Ryan first, and he'll be like, man, that's, that's pretty cool, you know? And Ryan's really good at gluing stuff together with little, you know, uh, bridges and whatnot. But he'll have a riff that he had sitting around for a long time. And he'll say, hey, man, Steven, you got to check this out. It fits perfectly with what you wrote, you know? So, yeah, it's pretty much a collaboration. And then once, once we feel like it's a pretty solid, you know, at least two or three different uh, pieces to the same song, we'll, we'll kind of bring it to Alec and Eli and see just jam on it and do it over and over and then like other things will start popping out here and there and uh and once once we get the solid piece of music uh that the whole song is solid musically without any vocals i'll go by myself and and just think about what i'm going to write about and how i'm going to do the melodies 
over over the top of this stuff while I'm playing it on guitar, and uh, and then it'll just evolve from there. And I'll probably go through three, four, five sets of lyrics in practice, just practicing getting it right before I actually write the final version. So, and then once that's done, we've got the solid song. And if there's any tweaking that needs to be done to, you know, any of the instrumental parts, we'll we'll fix it, you know. And that's that's like Stephen was saying, where he came to me with a riff, and then I had something that had been sitting around for probably 14 or 15 years, and it, it turned into the intro for Ghost. And that intro uh, ended up building up into the riff that Stephen brought. And then we just took it from there. Awesome. Um, when you sit down to write lyrics, um, are there certain things that actually inspire you at the time? Or do you yeah. have these things in your head? Um, how how does that process work for you? Well, a lot of it, actually pretty much every song is deeply personal lyrics from my own experience or what I'm feeling at the time. Um, like Ghost is about uh, my biological father who I grew up not knowing. And that, that song is pretty much how I feel about it. And then uh, The Gates, I, I, I had a drug problem in the past, and, you know, that, that song's about that. So, and then it goes from there. Yellow is also a, a, a song about escaping drug addiction. So, you know, it, a lot of, uh, all the lyrics are pretty personal. I don't write political stuff generally, you know, and... Yeah, I just want to be able to write lyrics that people connect to with melodies that are memorable. Nice. So, um, and you said that you had five different sets of lyrics at some points. Um, mm -hmm. Do you recycle those and and put them into other songs, or are those part of the same idea? It, it's all from the same idea. Like the way I do it, I I break it down into syllables. So I know how many syllables I can sing over a certain riff that I'm that, that I've got to play on guitar at the same time. And once it's broken into syllables, that it's the little nuances and, and ways that I do the melodies. I have to adjust them um, in order to fit. Sometimes the word will have to be shortened or changed. I'll, I'll use like synonyms. Um, you know, words mean the same thing. You know, and, and just adjust until it's perfect and I can sing it. Uh, smoothly without having to concentrate too much on the guitar. So usually the the lyrics that, that end up being changed are all part of the same set. I don't I don't really pull them for different songs. But, uh, I feel like every single time there's a new song for me to write lyrics to, uh, I don't want to recycle old ideas. I want to come up with something new. All right, and um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Damn it. <clears throat> So when writing those lyrics, um, uh, and you're talking about these emotional things, when you're, I'm sorry, things are not working out for me. That's all good. All right, so back to the thing. I'm sorry about that. It's been a long day. Um, so when you're talking about these things, and you, do they actually hit emotions on stage or is it something that you've already lived through and that you you have a tough enough skin to be able to perform those on stage? No, it's, it's something I feel on the stage because they're, they're so personal and the fact that I'm up there 
basically pouring my heart out. Um, it, it, I, I feel the same way, like like the gates are, are the the first track off of our album to burn. Um, I I, uh, I basically wrote that song about escaping, or, or actually that song is about being on drugs. Sorry, and uh, and I wrote it when I was on drugs, and that was eight or nine years ago when that song was actually you know written. Uh, lyrics and everything but every single time we play it I feel the same way I get that same feeling again uh, kind of kind of a hopelessness you know I don't know it's just every every single song like that too it's not robotic when we're on stage it, it's you know we let it loose and, and I try to let loose the best I can I think a lot of this, a lot of the stage shows those emotions too you know the, the lyrics and the music have make you feel away, you know, like I me and Alex would sit and listen to our album just over and over and we would just be like, Oh man, like this song makes me feel this way, this song makes me feel that way and we just you know, we feel the music too along with the lyrics. It's it, it, it's amazing the way that the way that Ryan can 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 make you feel the way that he felt, you know, like that that kind of connection I feel is is gives us that draw. And it's the whole range of emotions. There's there's bad songs, angry songs, you know, generally content songs. There's, it's just a, a wide variety of, of different emotions. It just depends on the song. Speaking of that, can you guys tell me about the song Ghost? Is there anything you haven't said that you would like to say now? Uh, it's It's got one of the best solos I've ever heard. It's so so memorable. The song's got a great melody. It's catchy. It's it's simple, but at the same time, it's powerful. All right. Is there anything you guys want to add? Uh, I love the simplicity of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of musicians try to like overwrite stuff, and you know, me and Ryan used to do that. We got old songs from our old band that are just there's so much guitar in it. It's <laughs> but sometimes just simplicity, you know, with the drums kind of leading the way, and not even not even some overcomplicated drum beat, just a powerful driving drum beat, you know. That I don't know. That just makes me feel a lot more emotion sometimes. And Eli definitely knows how to interlock with the, the drum beat to drive. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't play a bass, man. I play a drum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is Ghost.
All right, that was Ghost. All right, gentlemen, so you talked about your writing. How did you guys record these songs? Uh, you mentioned that you have an album, so what was the process like recording this stuff? <laughs> well, we came we came in, we decided that after we played uh, the Fox Theater in Salvador in Visalia back-to-back nights with uh, with our buddies in Donning of a Master and Catharsis, um, we, we decided we were going to actually put our songs, like truly record them, so we came to my house, punched a hole in the uh, in the wall from my garage into my spare room and set the whole spare room up basically like a studio control room and then we uh, we, we set up the drums and we did drums first you know we, and we isolated each instrument so that we could record all together or record the drums while we're all playing together so it has the same feel that it does when we play it live it's basically you're hearing what we were, set, were playing live but then we went back after the drums were done um, we did my rhythm guitars first. Um, once we knocked those out, we went to Steven's rhythms. And then from there, we went to Eli's bass. And then once we had that all locked in and kind of mixed down a little bit, um, we went back and did the vocals. And uh, that took us uh, another, a grand total of probably what, two months to get it all right. It, it took a while. We started in November, mid-November, and we took it, we actually put the album out on iTunes and other digital um, retailers like Spotify and stuff for streaming. Um, put that out like mid to late January, but we're just now getting our physical copies. So, so you guys decided to do the home studio kind of thing. Um, how did you guys work out scheduling and things like that for uh, for a recording? Actually, I had been uh, practicing doing it. Yeah, I'm like an amateur, but I, I've, I've been reading up on it and stuff for years. It takes a lot of practice, and I, I had all the gear over years of, you know, spending a ton of money on it, <laughs> recording several different bands, um, and we just we decided just to go for it, and you know, it, we we decided if it didn't come out good enough, you know, we were just gonna go somewhere else. But I'd say that we all were pretty happy with it, the end result. Yeah. So um, so you were the actual engineer for this entire process? Yeah, but I mean, these guys picked up a lot from it. Actually, they helped out a lot, especially Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Alex just kind of tried to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't know anything about recording before we actually went and did this. You know, I had recorded plenty since I was a kid, but I didn't know anything about actually doing the recording. Um, and, I, and it was at my house, so I picked up on it because Stephen was here a lot, you know, processing the, the different instruments and doing all that stuff. I would sit there and say no that doesn't sound right okay there's the way you did now sounds like that like that we just uh you know plus i had to have someone in the control room while i was recording my guitars you know? <laughs> yeah yeah i had to you know whip ryan a bit for it yeah so you're doing this wrong man what did i show you you know but yeah. <laughs> we got it though um so did you guys actually spend a lot of time on getting the drum tone right and the guitar tones right or uh was it just something that you guys already had locked down with your practices and you just tried to emulate that? Well, we, we had the songs pretty well tight. 
um, from from practicing and, and performing. And um, you know, once we went in the drums, I'd say we recorded those in what a week? those those was, oh, there was a lot of experimenting. Yeah, we experimented yeah. a lot with the drums. But I mean, I I I recorded Alec in other bands before. You know, so I kind of knew his setup. By this time, I had. Like, I feel like we're the tightest we've ever been right now, too. 
like, like it just keeps getting better and better and as we work on more material we've got a couple more songs in the works and uh and one that we're going to work on getting recorded here pretty soon and, and released as a single yeah. that song's called take this and nice. there's a, a video on our youtube channel uh youtube youtube search saturn descend there's a video of us playing it live at the gate bakersfield um yeah, and there's a full set uh, video from Strummers this past month on August 15th, and then there's another one, another video uh, from Opening for Trapped. Uh, yeah. You can see you can see how our our, our sound got tighter and tighter and tighter as we went too. Nice. Um, so you guys also mentioned, uh, if we could go back for a second, that you guys just got your physical copies of your CD. So how did the process for actually making those work for you guys? Uh, you know, I went online to uh, a manufacturer and I designed the, uh, the like, layout. They're in tool cases, you know, with the insert, uh, back panel and everything. And we just basically designed it out. It's real simple. We got a cover. We got a picture of each of us, a picture of all of us together in the back. You know? And I got on there and designed it, and then it was a matter of financing it. So we had to had to wait a little while until we had the cash to do that. And they just arrived yesterday, actually. So we're selling nice. those for $10, physical copies. And the album's also available on iTunes, Spotify, you know, all those different digital places that anybody can find. <laughs> Awesome, man. So uh, you also mentioned Trapped, that you guys had opened for Trapped. Can you, so can you go into that and talk about how that was for you guys? Uh, it, was amazing. it was literally amazing, man. It was one of the best experiences we've had as a band. Strummers was sold out, packed to the brim with people, and we got such a positive reaction from that crowd. Uh, it, it was just, it was mind-boggling, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> we could have walked through there. Oh, me and Alec, Alec and I, after right after our set, we were walking back through. You know, we're gonna catch a trap, and just everybody stopped us. We couldn't, we couldn't walk through there, and that just that that felt amazing. I couldn't tell you. Well, they were stopped. <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, it, it was a, definitely a different experience, too, because we played to a completely new crowd. Mm-hmm. By the time we got added to the bill, there was only a few tickets left for sale, and, and a few of our people swooped those up right away. Um, and playing for all those new faces and, and also playing for people that weren't just musicians. Because a lot of shows you do, it, it's just other musicians yeah. there and their friends, you know. Yeah. And people, uh, we were playing for people who want to hear music and, and not just play the music. Yeah, or, or just that was, yeah. That was really cool. And, and the fact <laughs> that they that they loved us so much, uh, it, it felt good, man. It was a real, real adrenaline pumping experience. Well, congratulations, so. guys. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, um, <clears throat> sorry. Can you guys tell me about the song "Yellow"? Yellow is actually one of the first things me. Saturn Descends wrote as a as a unit. It was uh, myself, Stephen, and Alex. Um, Stephen had the the riffs pretty much laid out, and then I threw in the breakdown. You know, I had that riff, and it just fit perfectly. Um, and then we worked on the lyrics and the drums, and we got it tight, just the three of us. And, you know, 
added the bass in, and it changed, definitely changed when Eli joined too. The song evolved even more, um, and it's just it, it's a great song, really. I love that song. I hear people compare that main riff to Soundgarden. So that sounds Soundgarden. It's like, well, yeah, they're one of our influences. You know? <laughs> great, great songwriters, great vocalists, you know, and to be compared like that is just, that's a good feeling. All right, well, this is yellow.
All right, that was yellow. So, gentlemen, um, your name is Saturn Descends, and I've always wondered what that means and where you guys got that. So, can you explain what that name means? Um, it actually has to do with uh, Greek and Roman mythology, actually. I think uh, me and Alec were just kind of messing around with band names, <laughs> right? Alec, come on, don't be shy, our, man. Our first name we thought of was Thomas. And I refused. <laughs> I didn't like it right off the bat. I was like, no, there's no way. <laughs> but see, but Roman mythology, Cronus fled from Zeus, you know, his son. And uh, he fled to Rome, according to Roman mythology. And um, actually, I was kind of listening to that cool song one day. <laughs> yeah, the grudge. And there's a part where he's just singing, you know, Saturn ascends. This is cool, dude. <laughs> I was like, wait, it kind of clicked with that. And I didn't want to rip off cool, you know? <laughs> I was Saturn ascends. And I was just kind of joking around about it at first. But everybody loved it, man. Yeah. yeah I was instantly in favor. I was instantly in favor when I heard it. I was like, there it is right there reuse that and it's kind of what is it Cronus the king is Saturn basically basically Cronus in this in the mythology he, he fled and when you see the planet Saturn in the sky that's Cronus right showing himself so that's that's what the mythology is behind that and then we figured you know you hear Tool Maynard singing uh, Saturn of Sin we would we, we said how about Saturn D Sin and he's falling out of the sky or something, right? So it just went there. Nice. Nice. It's actually really cool. I love Greek mythology. Really do. I didn't really have a say in it, but, <laughs> but I liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, when, when Eli joined, we were we had played a, a few shows, you know, Metal in the Park, uh, Shredding for Loved Ones. Uh, what else did we do? And a couple of house parties that show at, at Sinister Motorcycle Club yeah. in Porterville. We had done those shows, and then we, we brought Eli in, so our, our name was already established, so we didn't want to change it. Nice. <clears throat> All right, so what is the future for Saturn Descends? Well, we're looking to start booking some runs through uh, through California and potentially up to Seattle. Um, this short, you know, five- to seven-day mini-tours, essentially. Um, and we're, we've been in contact with a few venues in the Bay Area and Sacramento, and we're working on getting those booked and getting on on, on some shows. Uh, well, there's also a, a pretty big show coming up in Fresno that we're hoping to get on. I'm not going to say what yet. It's it's not a for sure thing, um, but that should be, hopefully that works out for us. It's really soon, a couple weeks from now. So be on the lookout for that on our Facebook and uh, our Instagram. Uh, you know. so that's that's pretty much what we want to do also and once winter really sets in and it's cold too cold to, to do a lot we're going to hunt down and write uh, write these songs out like we were talking about earlier uh, and get them solid and possibly get them recorded once spring hits start doing a lot of shows yeah we well, might even let Eli have a space for this time yeah. <laughs> yeah they might let me write a song <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so um, uh, you guys also mentioned Metal in the Park. Um, people not around the valley don't know what Metal in the Park is, so can you guys describe that, explain what it is, and explain why it's so important to the band? Um, well, okay. <laughs> First of all, my dad actually started doing this show, well, Seven years ago, when we yeah, started there's, doing been, there's been seven metal in the park. And uh, funny fact, Steve, Steve and our original band played on the very first one. We're the second band to ever play metal in the park. We <laughs> 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 so got that that claim. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Alex's dad puts it together every year, it's grown and grown. And uh, last year, even with the rain in the morning this last year, uh, a lot of people showed up, and it was really, really awesome. Uh, we played the, the prior one. Oh, there were hundreds of people out there. And then the, the prior year was our, our first metal in the park, and that was our first really, like, our real show besides playing a house yeah, party or that two. Is actually, yeah, that, that metal in the park, it was, it was kicked, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I, I saw I saw the band uh, with the old bases, you know, and I fell in love with them right there. That was when uh, I think I I saw Alex say something. <laughs> I, it was like on a on a music page or something. Um, I saw him post, you know, they were looking for a bassist, and I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. But I wasn't sure if I was ready to join a new band. And then when I saw them at Level in the Park, I was like, I got to do it. Oh yeah. We're <laughs> going to school since like grade yeah. Because yeah. Alex a bully, and he <laughs> was one of the nerds. So, uh, so metal in the park is huge. So it, you guys had mentioned. Um, do you guys know if there might be another one this year? Oh yeah, definitely. It's a tradition now, and it's grown to the point where it's going to keep growing. Um, this last year, Mike had fourteen bands from ten a.m. until six p.m. It was literally one band after another. Uh, it was run really, really well, really smoothly, even with the rain. Uh, we set up huge, huge tarps. I actually stabbed myself oh, at the last show in the park while we were setting up the tarps to cover the stage because it was raining in the morning time. <laughs> My dumbass grabs a, a, a knife to cut a zip tie to reposition the tarp, and it, the knife went straight into my arm. And I ended up with uh, 13 external stitches and, and three internal stitches. Uh, and, I, and, we, and I still played the show, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, the show must go on. You know, especially Metal in the Park, because it's such a great event. Uh, it's a family event, too. Everybody can bring their kids. There's playgrounds. There's a lot of stuff to do. And a lot of great metal bands from, from the, the local scene. You know, props to Mike Diaz for, you know, for building this thing up to where it is now. Nice. Nice. All right, guys. So can you tell me about the song Fall? That one's an old one. Uh, holy blue duty, man. I remember Stephen, your your grandpa passed away. Stephen's grandpa had passed away, and and he was feeling, he was out in the side room at the house we were living in, out outside of Woodlake, and, and he started playing this riff. 
and it just kind of evolved. I saw him playing, and I was like, dude, that's a really cool riff, and it, it was real simple, and it had a good progression behind it. And so we just took it from there, and it became what it became. And uh, we, we've been playing it uh, occasionally as a closer, uh, as our closing song, but we might we might be repositioning it in the set. It's a great song. It's real simple. It's got a really fucking heavy breakdown that people people love it. Uh, and it's one of those sing-along songs. It's something that everybody can sing. The lyrics aren't hard to remember, and the melody's easy. Awesome. This is The Fall.
All right, gentlemen. So, how are you doing so far? Great. Awesome. So, uh, here's the deal. Um, this is the last. All right, okay, we got. Did you die? We had a technical difficulty. Somebody didn't shut it on purpose, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, yes, all right, this is the last segment of the uh, the interview, so basically what's going to happen is, um, any last words you guys want to say, um, you're more than welcome to, also, uh, plugs, if you want to do your social media, I'm going to ask you that, so you guys can do that, okay. um, <clears throat> um, if there's specific things you want to talk about, you can talk about those. Um, oh, yeah. Stay on the line after we say goodbye. Um, I usually say goodbye for recording purposes, you know, kind of wrap it up. Um, just stay on the line because there is the holiday special I talked to you guys about previously. And there is um, just the personal wrap-up that I want to get with you guys, okay? All right, man. <clears throat> Okay, so is there anything that you guys want to hit on um, in this last segment? What do people usually do in the last segment? Um, well, being that I don't know when this is going to come out, I try to tell them um, just try not to say that you're at any shows. Um, because, like, I have September booked, so I don't know when this is going to come out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I try to steer them away from that. But other than that, you guys can say whatever you want. Um there's been people that think they're fans, their families, and things like this. There's people that have just gone on rants and craziness. I mean, it's really up to what you guys want to do. I mean, like, like, we just have some fun with it, right? Let's just tell, like, crazy stories of what happened to us and, like, give shout-out to people and just, we're just going to wing it. Shout-out to two old gay. Not all right, so. First shout out to my wife for filming us every show. Oh, yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, I'll bring us back in and then uh, we can go from there, all right? Okay. And that was Saturn Descends. What did you think? You can tell me on social media. Again, facebook.com slash the local music revolution. Twitter at TLMR podcast. Instagram at the local music revolution tumblr.com slash the local music revolution and of course wordpress.com the local music revolution dot wordpress.com where you can get all of the new information from the podcast before anybody else gets to hear it now resuming the weekly block of rock here is smitty interviewing taylor the singer and guitarist of royal bliss check it out Welcome to the Dirtbag Block of Rock on Cranked Up Live. I'm your host, Dirtbag Smitty. We have the pleasure of talking to Mr. Taylor Riches, the guitar player for the band Royal Bliss from Salt Lake City, Utah. Taylor, say hello to everybody. Hello, rockers. What's up? Haha, <laughs> what's up, man? Taylor, what is your fondest memory of a night that you didn't go as planned? I guess you could call this like your spinal tap moment. Oh, man, final tap moment of Royal Bliss. Well, I think, you know, we've all fallen on stage. We've all had our moments doing that. Maybe not a <laughs> final tap moment, but it was definitely a rock and roll moment. This was, 
years ago, we were playing in Hollywood, we played the Roxy, and you know, like, there's moments where you think you're cooler than life. We had this hotel room, and we were throwing, you name it, out of our window, into the pool, thinking we were funny, thinking we were rock stars, until we got hit with the field and day. And I think we're still paying that off, and I don't think we're allowed to get a Best Western ever again. <laughs> so, Best Western, we're going to try to make that up, up to you, but... Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun, and then it wasn't fun. I got to ask you, <laughs> let's talk about the fun part of that. What was the most awesome object that went out that window that you were like, I can't believe I just saw that fly out the window and into the pool? Honestly, the, th- the one thing I remember the most is when we threw the lamp out <laughs> and the cord got stuck in the wall, and it didn't go all the way out, and it just dangled out of the window, and we literally pulled it back up, undid it, and then threw it and out. And then threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, good stuff, man. That's exactly what the Dirtbag Block of Rock is for. This is Taylor Richards with Royal Bliss. You're listening to the Dirtbag Block of Rock. Here's Drown With Me. Hope you dig. The night's still young. You should stay a little longer. We're gonna have some fun. We're not getting any younger. Come on, let's go. Yeah, baby. 
music from Royal Bliss and other Dirtbag sponsored artists, visit Dirtbag.com. The Dirtbag Block of Rock is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing and Cranked Up Live. Sponsored by EMG Pickups. That was Dirtbag Smitty interviewing Taylor from Royal Bliss. If you're enjoying the Block of Rock, let Dirtbag Clothing know that you're hearing it here on the Local Music Revolution. You can go to dirtbag.com or you can go on social media, Dirtbag Clothing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That about wraps up this episode. Again, you can contact The Local Music Revolution on facebook.com slash The Local Music Revolution, on Twitter at TLMR Podcast, and on Instagram at The Local Music Revolution. Also, the main site, everything is run through thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com. That is where everything comes out before it comes out on social media. On next week's episode, we will have Fresno native band Omri Rising on the show. You can hear where they got the name, what the name means, what the band is doing, and what their plans are for the future. So tune in next week. As for now, I am done. It's over. Let's put a bow on it, wrap it up, and tightly just put it away. Thank you for listening, everybody. You are fantastic. Now, this is the Local Music Revolution. I am Ogre. You are awesome. Thank you very much. Take care and be good, everyone. Is the local this music is revolution? The local this music is revolution. The local music is revolution. 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 Local music is revolution.